You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Thank you for tuning into the Paint Town Podcast. I'm James. I'm teacher. I just want to thank you guys, and we're sitting here today with a very special guest. Um, you may know her as Unfuck Yourself, right, Teach? I love it, yes. Unfuck Yourself. <laughs> not, you know what? She's <laughs> not only very interesting and cool, but she's absolutely beautiful and talented as well. Um, and it's, uh, that's, you know, it's a rare combination to come through when it comes to, to street artists. That's yeah. true. I mean, just female street artists in general are kind of a rare breed. And I mean, you know, we have Meg Zaney, we have Colette Miller uh, that we spoke with uh, last episode too. I mean, um, you know, why is that, Teach? I don't know. Um, I got, you know what? Can you tell me how, uh, how big are you? How, how tall are you? <laughs> Do you want my height or my girth? Your height. Your height. I'm sorry. How tall are you? <laughs> You know what? Girth matters too. It's I heard it matters more. Actually, right? but, um, you know, how tall? I'm sorry, sweetie. How tall are you? Five six. Five six. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so five six, and you're you're a petite young lady. Okay. Um, Thank you. Imagine being this size. Okay, and going out on the streets of Los Angeles. Okay, because there's like pockets that are nice, but then you're right next to another pocket where. You, you have met, you know. met vans exploding next yes. to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like right Literally. outside right now. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting yeah. here in Padilla's studio, basically. Um, you share a studio with uh, Plastic, Plastic Jesus. Jesus, you yeah. know, and we're going to have him on tomorrow, actually, on the, the podcast. And um, for the people that don't know you, kind of, can you give us like, a, you know, your little three sentence or four sentence bio of, you know, who you are, at least, uh, you know, Unfuck Yourself. What does that stand wait, for? Wait, wait, where did the name Unfuck Yourself come from? Oh, yeah, let's start with that. good question. Um, I, oh, I used to have a secret blog that I was kind of ashamed of, and it was under a pen name, and um, I forget what it was called. It was something stupid, and I was, and I wanted to kind of spruce it, it up a little. Did bunnies or something like that? I, Maybe? Yeah, it was, it was, that's it. It was the Balto Bunny Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I found it. The research. Yeah, wow, you're creepy. <laughs> I no, I found I, it because I didn't even remember. There's a fine line between lovely and creepy. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm a sweetie. fan of street art. You know that. You know, and it's my job to to dig. I mean, um, you know, just uh, <laughs> Good try job. to get information out of you. So, I mean, but anyways, blog. yeah, you started this blog. Yeah, I started this blog, and I wanted to kind of give it an overhaul and a different feel, and I was kind of spinning as to what I should call it and uh, I woke up one night and I couldn't sleep and I went outside my building and I was just thinking getting some air and someone had scribbled in this crazy green marker on an electrical box unfuck the world (laughs) and it was like it was so weird that it came out in the middle of the night and saw that and it was this weird marker I still have a photo of it um and I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna call it that because that was kind of a personal joke that I had with myself for so many years like um, I felt like I had just all of this art and these things that I wanted to create and things that I wanted to say but it was like if I could just unfuck myself so I'd always say that to myself <laughs> so, so it mean, all just kind of clicked together yeah so, and so I mean what, what was before you unfucked yourself you obviously got to be 
fuck. You know, I mean, fuck that totally in a sense. You, you know, I still mean, am. <laughs> Let's be I honest. Think, I think just about all streeters are a little bit fucked up. I know <laughs> totally we talked about how I have my struggles as well, but um, yeah. I uh, actually asked one of our other guests, when do you remember uh, about what age you were when you realized that you had problems with your thoughts? <laughs> that was really tactful. <laughs> <laughs> when did you realize you were fucked up? <laughs> I mean, uh, um, Unfuck Yourself's art is really deals a lot with uh, mental health. And last time with Trusty Scribe, we uh, we kind of touched on this subject a little bit. And uh, since this is such an important topic to both me and Teacher, a lot of uh, our lives have been affected by suicide. So we wanted to just reach out to Unfuck Yourself to kind of just talk a little bit more about this important topic uh, since her art really deals with this, these types of issues. Yeah, um, I absolutely that. get the, the female side as yeah, well as the, the male side. You know, it's always good to get different input, help other people who understand things differently. Yeah. So. Well, here's the thing in answer to your question is that I really don't believe I am fucked up. I think it's all conditioning. And mm. I, I have lived so fucked up. I've been to be honest, in and out of mental hospital. I spent tw 12 years on really high doses of medications. I've been in PTSD treatment center. I still go every mm -hmm. week. Um, and I do have a lot of struggles, but I also remember being really young and kind of the spirit of and the energy of who I came in as and all of those feelings. And I know that everything that I struggle with is just sort of lenses that were installed and conditioning and and this whole operating system that just is so uh is such a discrepancy between who i really am and like what i want to experience in this lifetime that's well put where did you grow up in new york new york, new york like uh yeah what part of new york huntington long island huntington long island oh yeah. great okay. yeah i got some good i was there uh i was born there the suburbs. and i, and I <laughs> the, yeah terrifying place um <laughs> i left late teens i guess 1920 maybe and from there i wanted to move to california and i was so terrified it just seemed so far um from my mom who was really sick and I was her caretaker um, so in my logic at that time I moved to Florida because it was away but not too away yeah. <laughs> is that where your mom was? no she was in New York Okay. So you know, I think a lot of people yeah. from New York um, they think that oh it's sunny it should be the same type of uh, oh, vibe but you know Florida, teach, man. teachers I, I from Florida, Florida. <laughs> good god <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> I was in I was in a very humid area, a little very redneck area that yeah. turned into a tourist town, Destin, Florida. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. very corrupt, lots of drugs and stuff. The military base, so lots of hookers and stuff around there. So yeah. I escaped Florida to some, yeah, but yeah. you know what? There are nice parts of Florida. Sure. So you know, if you're coming from New York, you find the right spot. It could be nice. So yeah. what, what part of Florida did you go to? I went to Fort Lauderdale. Florida, Party Florida. town. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing if you're yeah. into power drinking and eating, <laughs> power drinking and eating crab legs. There's not much else to do. Power drinking so, and crab legs. That's like it. That. <laughs> and, and how long were you there about? I was there for uh, almost ten years. What were you doing while you were there? 
I originally went to school and then I just sort of didn't leave. I meant to go down there for school and then figure it out, but um, ended up sort of just in a really miserable life. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, actually started uh, like a graphic, dis- a boutique graphic design firm doing architectural renderings for new construction properties and branding and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was art, but it was, you know, soulless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> completely, completely different than today. Snooze. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So then what, how did you, how did you come about leaving Florida? What happened? Um, I left Florida. Well, there's a lot of layers to that story. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kill the first one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got off all the meds. <laughs> uh-huh. What meds were you on, if you don't mind? I mean, I did everything. everything. All, all of it. Are you it. talking about Prozac? All of it. I tried all okay. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there, nothing could, could... Fill that. Nothing could help. Nothing mm-hmm. helped ever. And I kind of, in retrospect, I don't know what the feeling is. There isn't really a word for it. But I kind of have this love towards myself for that, for whatever it was in me that was trying to to say hey something's wrong you gotta look at these things it it never stopped coming up no matter how i tried to beat it into submission or how many pills i was put on um and i and i have a respect for whatever that is that just wouldn't die that's willpower (laughs) how how old were you when you first started uh just getting on medication just curious late teens late teens yeah yeah i see um no, uh, so yeah so I, I, was I, <laughs> I got off I got off everything and I kind of like woke up in the rubble of my life and I realized I had recreated it was eerie almost like recreated the entire crime scene of exactly what I grew up in and I was as soon as I began to see that I was like uh, this is not the way that I'm gonna live and we're not gonna keep replaying this no I ain't gonna get out of here somehow so you need California kind of as a fresh start right so yeah it it had always been my dream to move here since I was a little kid Uh I just had this sense so then from Florida you came here yeah I came here you know yeah. yeah it's funny a lot of people that I know have that from California they have this uh Kind of like a, I need a fresh start, and they move to New York. You, you, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> right? so you, how many people do you know that? I'd like to have a kick in the crotch, please. <laughs> going again? Make it a double. Start from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you know, so, yeah. so, I mean, did you spend any time in uh, New York City, or were you mainly, like, in the burbs, like you said, your worst nightmare? <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, no, I did. Yeah? Thank God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, like, it's, it's, it's very, L.A.'s so different from... Florida, or, I mean, it's so or different New York. from New York too. Yeah, exactly, it was shocking. Exactly. I got here so, and I yeah, thought, yeah. Once you got here, what was it like? It was terrifying. It still <laughs> is. <laughs> what area? What area did you live in? Well, I uh, <laughs> I couldn't find anywhere to live, so I lived in hotels for like a month, and right. then I finally found this 265 square foot apartment. That that's was all. Apartment. I, that's a closet. Yeah, it Never was mind. a closet. It was. <laughs> it was yeah. all I could afford, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Because it was a block. You know, anywhere else in the country that you live near a famous street, it's like the nicest part of town. Yeah. So it was like a block off Hollywood Boulevard, and I was like, 
bragging to everyone back home. And as you know, once you move to LA, the thing is that you know in the movies, they, whenever they shoot Hollywood, they always shoot the sky and the palm trees. Oh, but all yeah. we got to do is point the angle downwards, oh and you God. see all the homeless people and the trash and the needles. You know what I mean? Like I it's think crazy. I was there three days, and I went to leave the building to walk my dog, and it was all rubbed off with uh, police tape. There was bodies under tarps. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what have I done to my life? Where Welcome am I? to California. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, uh, yeah, coming from Florida, Long Island, I mean, this Hollywood, Hollywood is, it could be a, it could be a sketchy place sometimes. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what year is it you got out here? Uh, it was seven years ago, I guess, so 2000. Maybe it was so eight. You're, you're an official Los Angelino already, right? Yeah, I think it was. If you've survived eight years in this jungle, you're I mean, a lot. You're a Los Angelino. Yeah. yeah, you're an Angelino. Excuse me. Yeah, Los Ange Angelino. <laughs> What's Los we don't have a cool name like New Yorker. Uh, you, you know, and that just sounds like like Angelino. Like I said, it's 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 a mouthful. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Angelino Jolie. <laughs> I want to say Jolie, and I see her Angelino. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I like because I used to have a crush on her for like a long time. Who I didn't mean, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. Okay, so men, women. How long was it after you got here? Did you start doing street art? So I moved here to go back to school to work in special effects as a character modeler and like. <sighs> You know, okay. get a paycheck on Friday and build a normal life and all that stuff. And uh, so while I was in school, it, it dawned on me that I'd made a terrible mistake because <laughs> uh, that the life of just living in a cave and being on a computer for 16 hours a day and, and you know. That it, wasn't your happy place? It was not. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. Don't um, hate. But it was interesting because I, I'd always had this sense of seeing things that I created like on a super large scale, giant, and mm -hmm. I'm my, little, my little brain, you know, kind of tied that to, oh, I think I want to work in film, not realizing that once I got here, this whole other path kind of opened up, which is, it's really interesting that I had a sense of that, but just interpreted in the wrong way. Right. Yeah. I mean, so street art is... Um, your new direction, I guess, as a, uh, not new, I mean, you've been doing it for quite a while, I guess now, you, you know what I mean? But just converting from the visual art from a corporate advertising area yeah. to, to street art. I mean, what was the difference in change when you kind of uh, went from a corporate setting to a, a street life setting, you know? Just like pure terror. Pure <laughs> 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 terror. This seems like to be a thing, man. You, you know what I mean? For, 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 for the stuff, for your work, the places you hit, you don't seem like you're a person who's very afraid. When you, when you first started, when you decided to first start putting work on the street, yeah. was it more or less to for something for you to do to help yourself out? Or did you kind of look at it as ways of like, you know what, I bet there's some other people out here that would like to see this type of stuff? Uh, it was more of that as I, I had that blog and it was it was getting a lot of traction and I was getting these really incredible letters from people and realizing that all of the things that I thought, you know, made me so different and unrelatable were actually the things that really connected me to everybody else. And it's interesting that we have there's like an infinite number of um experiences that we can have as human beings but a very small spectrum of emotions mm -hmm. so we can all relate to each other much more um deeply than i think we realize uh so i started well i started to think that 
um, see all the street art and think, wow, what an interesting way to kind of take the things that I'm writing about on this blog, uh, which were very different perspectives on just different aspects of the human experience and, and sort of just put them out there and let it be up to the universe, like just in a magical way, who comes across it when. That's um, a wonderful thing about street art. Yeah, yeah. We it's just, really cool. We were talking about it. I mean, um, uh, Teach and I, we were kind of just talking about, I, for us, at least both of us, it was Exit Through the Gift Shop that kind of set it off for. Oh, that happened to me too. <laughs> yeah, you I know what I mean? I had that happen, yeah. It's kind of like, I was like. Thank you, Terry <laughs> Guetta, and yeah. Banksy. I you know. know. You know, and, and like I said, for me, it was more like, um, I put it this way last time. I said, talk about joining like a secret group that you're like sending messages to each other on the street. I mean, that that's literally kind of like I'm getting chills right now. Just yeah, me too, you know me too. I got, I got a question for you. <laughs> so so um, the first time that you got up on the street, was it, were you with somebody? Were you by yourself? Yeah, let's hear about that. Um, I think, God, I can't even remember, probably because of the. You're so jaded now. The terror. I blacked, <laughs> I blacked it out. <laughs> I think I just started doing sidewalk stencils or like small little. Yeah, like little letters. I've, I've, you know. Okay, now wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Yeah. Now I just gotta put something in perspective here. She's she's talking about being you know kind of frightened about doing little sidewalk pieces. Okay, and people, what this is what we're talking about for those who don't understand is basically putting a stencil down on the sidewalk and spraying the sidewalk. And to get busted doing that, it's kind of hard, especially if it's night or something like that. So, you know, this being terrifying, you know, it's that's, you know, it's not that big of a hit. Now, this girl is <laughs> now doing billboards <laughs> and sides of buildings with massive just, sprayers. Yeah, yes. just, you can see the this building that she did that says love me anyways from like uh, a mile away. You can read her from a mile away clear as day. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so somewhere along the line between <laughs> between 2011 in 2018, um, <laughs> there's been some massive growth. Yeah, I mean, her, her art first started <laughs> off, you. I mean, it was just beautiful words. That's what I always thought. And, y you know, I'm a musician. I'm not a lyricist. I don't, I just produce the music, you know? And yeah. so, like, when I caught this, I was like, hey, this is an interesting take on street art. It's almost like, we were talking about, it's like gifts, you know, whenever you find, like, a street yeah. art uh, piece on the street. I mean, this is, like, a piece of yourself that you're kind of, like, given to the everybody to see and I just thought that was really different I love seeing that type of, of message out there you know? uh, that was one of the first one now now it's coming back to me yeah it was <laughs> this little I don't know 15 inch piece of paper and yeah. it said what if what if all your symptoms were just your heart trying to tell you something and yeah, it was just handwritten yeah. oh, I love it uh, that's yeah. very cool yeah, and like, I was shocked people found it and posted it and I was like oh wow and if you, you <laughs> know, see now and that does that not feel awesome it does, yeah. yeah. See, that's and I had, I, I actually, I, I sent you a message the other day. Um, uh, when I said it was a private, it actually didn't get sent because uh, I saw a lawyer who is like a DUI lawyer who used <laughs> "unfuck yourself" as, as oh, their, as their slogan. Are you serious? <laughs> when I sent it to you, it said that oh, this is private, it can't be sent or something like that. But I was really? like, shit, I just wanted to. 
I, I didn't know until like you know what I mean. But I just I swear I saw Instagram advertisement of a, like a DUI lawyer that said I'm fucking. <laughs> I would love to call that and dude and be like, Yo, like, dude, no this is teacher. What, you, you are totally ripping off one of my friends. That's I'm gonna amazing. kick your ass if you don't cease and desist <laughs> right now. So so this is kind of what I, I mean. I want to kind of review. I mean, it's uh, clever of them to use it. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, no, no, totally oh, wrong. I wish I saw that. That's brilliant. I need That's to see clever. a screenshot. You don't fuck with my friend. <laughs> don't take my friend's shit, motherfucker. Sorry. I Edit. love it. <laughs> Edit. I love it. So, I mean, five years ago, you filled. You were really kind, and you filled out this... Uh, we have this little interview form, and uh, we, we want to just... embarrassing. Okay. I mean, it is online at some point in time, so I mean, people have <laughs> already seen it. But, um, you know, we talked about one thing. You said five years I would like to. And um, it's not five years yet, so yeah. I just want to at least remind you real quick of oh, this, uh, this little <laughs> thing you said. Yeah. In five years, I want to have finished my books, have spread my message globally, and uh, as well as all the adventures to go along with pursuing art. Change the way we view things uh, like depression and anxiety and PTSD to where we don't isolate and label a population, but understand things are all part of the human experience. All human beings fall somewhere on these spectrums. It's what connects us, not separates us. With new understanding, I would like to create a shift in the resources to help so that there is a movement towards healing and growing versus meds and coping. And I think, mm, you that's know, so awesome. that's beautiful, first of uh, all. I, it's just, you're very eloquent. Thank and you. second of all, I mean, I think, first of all, just there has been a shift. I mean, you've contributed to that ethos, too, I think. And Absolutely. The fact that uh, th this lawyer is saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, using your message, it's spread. The message is spread. I okay. love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so I think that you're on your way. I mean, how's that book come along? It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, good, good. there's so much done on it, and um, there's so much to add also, and just reorganize it. But I feel like it's you know maybe eighty percent there. Um, but I I kind of laid off it for a while because I decided that I need to wait until I have like a really comfortable environment and some support to help yeah. finish it because that's it, a good idea it you just get you into keep, don't want to just push it out i can't get so it's dark in the hole with that kind of a topic it yeah. gets really heavy and very sticky and you kind of fall into yeah, something that's this important you want to make sure that <laughs> yeah. you take your time you get it right it's so like that when a it's giant done, egg i need it i need yeah. the right nest to kind of push uh, it the rest uh, of the that's going to help so many people okay yeah. and the good yeah. thing about it is as you're going along you're you're gaining more and more followers you're, you're you're reaching more and more people so once this book is ready yeah you know i think it's gonna be so incredible because it talks about all of this stuff from a completely different angle and and about how you know there's just different components to like i, th I think of depression as it's it's an emotional injury, it's a physical injury, and it's also an energetic, there's an energetic component that we need in order to fully recover from it. Um, but it sort of breaks down like the entire formation of the human operating system and how it gets installed and like oh, it's just it's. I love how you're putting man, it. It's so good. <laughs> it's just, just so it. good. This book done. It's we'll so be happy, happy. I know. To I need help. I need you know, help. We're, we're willing to help you guys for whatever you need. <laughs> I mean, we have a few resources, but of course, you know, yeah. uh, we're not. 
I'm in in tears. We're gonna ask you again. We're yeah. gonna be like, hey, how's that book? Come? But we're not gonna hold you to the five years because, like I said, this isn't. Yeah. I feel like art. You can't rush it. You know what I mean? Especially if it's like a, such an important message. I just yeah. remember something I wanted to interject here at this time when it, we're you know talking about depression. The kind of stuff that I deal with is uh, I'm like partially bipolar, mm-hmm. so mine comes in anxieties. You know, sure. coming from the highs to the lows and the middles and everything. And the uh, the doctor that I went to. Um, he, uh, <laughs> I know he meant well and everything, uh, but yeah. unfortunately he was very condescending. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so I go, my, my wife goes in there with me and everything and we're sitting there talking for a minute, you know, and then you, the wife leaves, you know, and then after she leaves the room, he just kind of comes down to me like I'm this, this little five-year-old boy yeah. or something like that. looking to me in the eyes, kind of tilts his head back and forth. I'm doing this verbatim perfectly I've, yeah. I've rehearsed this in the mirror yeah to I make can sure see I got this it. is a very polished act and, <laughs> and he just you know he just looks me in the eyes and he goes what's wrong oh Jesus yeah oh see thank you thank you now you have to understand the delicacy of the situation like I want to tell us you know what fuck you I'm nice. fucking fine you know what yeah. I am actually fucking fine if you knew all the shit that I was dealing with right now okay with babies and schools and oh this movie not getting God. made and running out of money and, and this that and the other like I'm doing awesome for yeah. what the fuck I'm dealing with I'm in here because my poor wife doesn't like the way I'm dealing with it you know bless her soul she has no idea that I'm actually doing really fucking well right. so <laughs> I'm in here to appease her you fuck oh God so I guess my point is <laughs> So what's wrong? Please, when <laughs> so those of you, <laughs> well, no, this is why I'm angry because there's people out there who are going to reach out for help and they're going to get some fucking asshole like that. That's and true. They're yeah. Like, yeah. okay, fuck it, I tried, you know. I know. Don't, don't. That happened Please to me for so many years. And find someone that you groove with, okay? I guarantee there's someone out there that you can say anything you fucking want to, and they're going to be like, hey, that's cool. You know? Yeah, someone who has a deeper understanding and doesn't get overwhelmed and just go, oh, we're going to just put we're you. We're going to fix you. We're going to put you on meds. You're going to be okay. I know. Do you know you. I was How reading? About I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what's wrong? No. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> There's two things I want to say. I actually um, reminded me of one of the millions of diagnoses that I've received was uh, that I had a rare form of bipolar where instead of cycling from high to low I cycle from low to lower and <laughs> I was like well I stopped you know oh so you mean it's not gonna get better it's gonna get worse I, uh, like, oh, like, and I'm supposed to leave with anything but depression from this. <laughs> well, you, you know. I was going to call my book The Upswing Towards Down because I, I, I asked the doctor I was like well I stopped taking you know a brick full of meds every day I just take slightly less now which is very dangerous don't ever do that but I was like, and I'm feeling a little better. Do you think maybe I'm just on too many meds? And he's like, no, it's it's part of this illness. You're on an upswing towards down. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, Thank oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you know, let me tell you guys something really it's quick. Incredible. Just Don't the- worry. <laughs> Don't worry. It's going to get worse. <laughs> That's exactly what he's Worst said. things are going to happen. Yeah. And that was the, always the implication with all these doctors all these years is that it's not, and, and they've said this to me straight up so many times, so many of them. It's not about uh, healing or, or, or getting better. It's about coping. It's about regulating 
your meds. It's about suppressing. Yeah, it's not going it's away. It's a handicap. It's rude. Give it's up, mean. Yeah. I Give mean, up on it's your like dreams. that, that in law that never dies, like Keith Richards, right? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's I mean, like I a Keith weed. Richards, so that, I don't, that yeah. He just he's living forever. Yeah, you know? yeah. It no. should be a, like a spot treatment to get yeah. to get someone stable to get to the help that they need. Definitely, but there I mean, isn't the help that people. You know, need. you think my brother's a doctor? Okay, my brother's an anesthesiologist. He's just finished his residency. And I mean, at the end of the day, he's still my little brother. You, you know, I mean, his, yeah. his 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 goes to work, and then he he comes back. His the the doctors that actually I'm not saying my brother's a bad doctor. I'm saying he doesn't deal with actual patients. He just gasses them. You know, you know, and puts, oh, okay. puts them under, right? But the thing is, I'm just saying that these a lot of these doctors feel good. Yeah, a lot of these doctors. I mean, if they don't care about you as a patient personally, I mean, they're they're slammed with patients. I mean. The easiest thing for them to do is say, hey, I'm going to satisfy my patient. I'm going to give them something to take, and then they're going to think they feel better, and then, you know, they're on their way, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think you, it's you important know, it's to see multiple uh, multiple opinions, basically. It's true, and yeah. especially people who take a more holistic approach because it's not a compartmentalized thing. Like, there's just this piece of your brain that's malfunctioning. It's like a full world view. It's... it's it's how you feel about yourself. It's how you show up in your life. It's how you interpret your life and the world around you. It all causes it. Mm -hmm. um, so to think that you could just take a pill and, and tweak this tiny little piece of your brain, is it's it's like I feel like we live in the dark ages I, I, on this particular topic. I was just, uh, you know, I was actually it's, thinking, just speaking of the dark age, I was saying that, you know, Rome, basically afterwards, they had a decline of Western civilization. And during that period of time, uh, Eastern civilization started rising up. I said, we're kind of going through a similar time yeah, right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You think about it, you know, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, going back to the medicine thing, I mean, yeah. seriously, I mean, in L.A., everybody's on Adderall, right? Oh, I God, mean, yeah. I know so many people that take Adderall to party. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, I need Adderall to... If I'm a writer, I need a, uh, you know, what happened to coffee and cigarettes, man? Shoot. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simpler well, you times. Know, and the hard part is knowing where you, where you fall along the line. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, do I just need someone to talk to? You know, do I, do I actually need some kind of drugs or something like that? Um, you know, uh, what's, what's the best way you think to, for people to help them figure that out? Well, I mean, it's mm -hmm. especially talking about suicide. I mean, it's been happening so often in the celebrity culture recently. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why is because, <coughs> you know, like with Anthony Bourdain, mm. Kate Spade, it's like a stigma. They didn't want people to know because they see it as a weakness. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just just to tell you guys personally, I mean, I, last time we went over with Trusty Scribe, uh, I was asking him a few questions about, hey, what about this? What about this? Um, you know, did you get did you go through th these thoughts? I would say like, hey, are these fleeting thoughts or are they, uh, um, you know, are they actually suicidal tendencies? Right. And let me tell you, the reason I'm a I was asking him is because I went to a therapist one time and I basically got cured because I I was tired of paying this guy 75 bucks every single <laughs> visit. I visited him basically. He, he's like, come back next week. And then, he, you know, I just told him about what happened during the week, not necessarily going into any of my problems. Talked yeah. to him for 45 minutes give him 75 bucks next week he's like come back next week give him another i did this for about two months i'm no, like so i'm tired sad. of paying this guy just tell him about my day yeah <laughs> you know i mean I know. and so going back the the bad bad therapist and things like that you know i kind of realized i'm like all right i don't need any more help because i'm just 
tired of talking to this guy. I'm <laughs> 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 75 bucks every single time, you know what I mean? So and look, I'm going to feel better fine. not going to this guy because I don't have to see this asshole <laughs> yeah. give him 75 bucks anymore. That I already feel better. Because, you know, honestly, during the period of time I was going through these, whenever I would uh, go through, um, I was going through a breakup at the time and I would feel depressed, right? And then you have fleeting thoughts of, let's just say, Robin Williams died at the time or something like that. And then you're like, oh, man, maybe it would be easier to, you know, sometimes those are fleeting thoughts and they're actually uh, not suicidal tendencies yet. You know, yeah. that's why I wanted to actually just make a discrepancy of like, hey, there's different levels of depression. You, you know, I'm, you're, there's different. Uh, that's right. Everyone's yeah. so different. Everyone's got their own level of, of oh, shit. Yeah. Some people eat a bunch. Some people yeah. don't eat a bunch. Right. You know, right. so it's like opposite, complete opposite ends of the spectrum of how you kind of deal with it. Um, but, you know, I like to just kind of go back and talk about the celebrities. I mean, did any of these affect you personally? Um, you know, just in the sense that they're human beings yeah. and, and I know that level of pain and, and it's tragic. And I think it's tragic for them and their families, but it's also tragic for the rest of us who there's sort of, there's a great article on my blog, uh, that I wrote after Robin Williams. What's the website of your blog? Just um, for everybody. It's on my website. Unfuck yourself. Okay. That's what, uh, F-U-K. F-U-K. Yeah, no, no C. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, go on. Um, and it's it talks about this the subtle implication of Robin Williams' suicide, which is the same for all celebrities. Is you've got this person that's achieved it all and has access to anything basically that they want, and people um, revere them at such a high level, and they're committing suicide. Like, what does that say for? the oh, common yeah, like person the, you know, who's feeling suicidal it's it's just, it. yeah it takes not all the greatest things are going to do it and he's not happy with that then uh, it just takes not, all your hope away and yeah especially for musicians i mean we're a breed that you know we're we're definitely depressed people sometimes we can get sink in that hole actually some of the greatest musicians i know are some of the most depressed people sure. artists, artists yeah too. artists in general definitely i mean you know two that uh three that sad guy three suicide celebrities that happened recently. You know, Chris Cornell, Avicii, and uh, um, yeah. Chester Bennington. Oh, yeah. Like, they all, it was just like, what the heck, man? Y yeah. You know, because, you know, it just goes to show you, it's not just, you know, hosts, it's not just business owners. It's It affects everybody in terms of the spectrum of, of suicide, you know? And And I, I got to tell you, I mean, especially Avicii. I mean, the guy's 28 years old. You, you know what I mean? Ends up, yeah, and, you know, and like I said, uh, being a DJ, and I actually wrote about him in a music column. I interviewed him before when oh, he was wow. coming up. You know, um, so so it's just it's just like I said, he was this kid called Tim Berg. He was uh, only twenty one at the time, and I was like, oh, we covered him, and it was just like, hey, this is up and coming kid. He had this uh, uh, single called Bromance coming up, and you know, he basically blew up just like. Yeah, had every opportunity in the world, you know, and then uh, unfortunately, you know, still can't find the happiness and it sucks because yeah. I, I think I think the most important thing to realize about feeling suicidal and that that kind of thinking is that it's not actually about wanting to die. It's about wanting to be free not and be here anymore in a sense. No, be free, be free. of what it is you're you, you're, you're trapped in and mm -hmm. once you make that distinction you can then start to ask some very important questions well wh what do i feel 
trapped by? What do I want to be free from? And then you can start to analyze, are there steps that I can take in those directions? And then that's when I think hope starts to appear because once you start to ask those questions, um, you start to see a bit of a roadmap and maybe some possibilities and things that you could work on that to, to resolve things. Right, just finding the right questions you ask yourself is brilliant. Yeah, right? yeah. But what happens is you start thinking about suicide and you get so overwhelmed by that thought and it's the saddest, most depressing thing and it just it's a downward spiral, just that even thought. But if you can realize, okay, it's not actually about wanting to die, it's about wanting to be free. Um that's and a way not trapped. Yeah, exactly. I think I think especially with musicians, I mean with among my friends, I always say, I, I mean, I'm jokingly saying, I always say that it's, it's Kurt Cobain started this this trend. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? To, to be honest, and it's just kind of like I can't really think of any like major major stars that were that big that kind of killed themselves. But it doesn't just affect like U.S. cultures. I mean, and uh, uh, I heard in K-pop, you know, K-pop is a real popular genre these days. Some of these uh, uh, musicians, they can't take the pressure because they need to be squeaky clean they need to you know fulfill certain duties as an artist and you know they can't take the pressure and they kill themselves too so sometimes it's not just a depression but it's also a stress thing that pushes you into that um depression as well because it's an overwhelmingness and it goes back to hey i don't uh i want to escape this feeling of being trapped basically so Mm -hmm. i don't know i just think we want to do our little part just to at least address it i think it's really awesome and bravery to uh, just talk about it i think as an artist i think that's a um i think think that's why you stick out to people too thank you thank you i think that there's such a lack of understanding about all of these topics and it's what leads people to make those choices because there isn't the support um that we really need out there and it's it's doctors who are just punching the clock and doling out pills and not or rolling being condescending up assholes exactly and not rolling up their sleeves and getting dirty and making that human connection um we're failing people on a massive scale and i'd really like to see that change well i would like to see you do more street art i'd love to see your stuff on bigger walls i would <laughs> if i wasn't <laughs> battling depression all the time <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> She wasn't so terrified she'd be doing more. Like you just get out of this fucking treatment center. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger billboards with bigger sprayers, you know? Yes. (laughs) So, so, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, I mean, obviously we know your stencil, Unfuck Yourself, Love Mm. Me Anyways. I mean, these are, like I said, inside the street art world, you know, everybody's everybody's seen it. And you do a few really interesting pieces that I want to touch on you as a DJ musician. I'm into Mm -hmm. hip-hop. You know, you do some... uh, uh, portraits, I guess you would amazing, say, of uh, quite a few rappers. That, We're you know, sitting here looking at a uh, portrait of Tupac. My favorite that rapper. Is, I would say, what, four feet by six feet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, about six feet tall, yep. That is amazing. You know, so I, I, cool. You got all the tattoos in the right place. You, you know what I mean? Yep. You got the Nefertiti. You got, you got the name. Yep. You got the uh, machine gun on the bottom. And I just want to know, you know, I know you have a little Wayne one, too. Yeah. And, uh, Lil Wayne's Libra too. I know you're you're Libra, right? Oh wow! <laughs> you know the, the main reason is Lil Wayne actually has the same birthday as me, uh-huh. and and to be honest, um, you know I came from a generation of like Tupac's and things like that. So Lil Wayne is a little late 
Weezy was a little bit late in the game to be the king. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And especially like his same birthday as me. I always think like, man. All right, I don't think you're cool because you have the same birthday as me, but I don't really like his music as much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like that. Wow. But anyways. Um, what was it that I saw this? I've seen this yeah, on the street. What was the inspiration uh, behind the... La Brea. La Brea and... Uh, fourth. La Brea and Fourth. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah. For those of you who are in L.A., yeah. uh, you want to see what we're talking about, this piece of Tupac. Yeah. Um, it's right on uh, La Brea and Fourth. You the cannot miss it. It is big and <laughs> so good. Thank you. And it captures that like expression just really well. It, 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 you know, yeah, I mean, like the. He's trying to capture the light in his eyes. Something that really strikes me about him in looking at his photos is that there's so many where you can just see kind of his warmth yeah, radiating absolutely. out. And then there's some where you just see the pain okay. and, the, mm -hmm. and the, um, the hurt and the struggle and all of that. And. He's just such a complex character. So what's your two favorite Tupac song? Because I, I can tell you everything about Tupac. I mean, I, I, I told you, like, um, tomorrow, Teach, we're going to talk to uh, Risky Forever, who he painted the Machiavelli cover. I mean, mm. you, we're one degree separation. He can tell you. That's awesome. You guys got to hear this. I've talked to him before, but you guys got to yeah. hear the story of, you know, why, why, why is the, uh, the Tupac cover brown you know it's it's uh it's it's crooked you know what i mean so it's just, uh, there's a reason behind all this stuff and oh, that's there's, cool. a lot, there's a lot of like just you know i'll tell you guys right now screw it since we're on the topic um you know originally machiavelli was not supposed to be released in stores at all so tupac oh. basically wanted it to be um uh, a complete underground album sold from the hood, the, the trunks of just the street dealers, basically. That's so cool. <laughs> so, that is so, awesome. Yeah, it was crazy idea. And so he kind of died, and they just every it was a cash scramble, basically. Yeah. But um, what he told me is that originally he wanted to make it super cheap, so he had painted the uh, the the portrait of him hanging on the cross and everything like that, right? And he said, "Hey, let's save money on the cost of uh, the sleeve, and let's just make it out of cardboard." And then uh, we'll we'll have like a you know one of those paper sleeves instead of the plastic sleeves, and then like I said, we'll just distribute it on the streets, and then it'll blow up, and nobody zero radio play basically. Literally two weeks later, he died, and oh every, all that all that plan changed. You know, what I mean, wow. so if you look at the cover of Machiavelli, um, like I said, it's kind of a weird paper cardboard thing, uh, you, you know, and. Uh, that's kind of one of the stories that you have to guys have to look forward to when we talk to Risky Forever tomorrow. That's but, uh, awesome. <laughs> but anyways, oh, going back. Yeah. Well, um, so what? You know, I do I do like Lil Wayne and I have a lot of respect for him. I mean, I love Pac. Um, oh, what, the what reason is like the, I uh, yeah the, the, I chose the, the Lil Wayne yeah. one was um, actually I watched a documentary about him and what I took from it was uh, just. I think he's such an interesting person because the difference between him and most people is that he is just so solid in his sense of self that he kind of went out in the world in a very young age in a very difficult place and just kind of said like what to the world and, <laughs> and the world had to build itself around yeah. him most yeah. of us go out and and try to like oh where where do i fit in and you know where how can i uh, do something valuable that people will like and and so like it becomes this whole validation game and he just uh, couldn't care less about that he's just who he is and to see the 
empire that built itself yeah, around that's, it. Yeah, that's why I love Lil Wayne. Like I said, there's a lot of, like, to be honest, when Emily came out, I didn't get it. I get it now, you, yeah. you know, but I didn't get it. I'm like, dude, man, this is, anyways. <laughs> but, um, so, but you know what? I respect Lil Wayne for that exact same reason. I mean, yeah. y- you know, like, this guy brought guitar playing to hip-hop. I mean, this guy got brought skateboarding to hip-hop. I mean, I mean, he popularized it, not brought it, but, I mean, um, you know, and you know he was—he wasn't one of the main members of the Hot Boys at the beginning. I mean, it was Juvenile, it was Baby, you know, it was yeah. all these other guys, and he kind of just rose to the top and became literally the king of hip hop. So that's really cool. Yeah. That, that, that uh, the documentary kind of inspired. What about Tupac? I mean, you're a fan, obviously, right? What was your favorite yeah. Tupac song again? I just really enjoy all of them. All of it. I really okay, do. I, love it. I, I love really it. do. There, there isn't one that I don't like pre death row or late death row if, if you had to choose one i i couldn't even really couldn't awesome know. awesome i love I it i love it off, when you're working yeah. uh do you do you listen to them any other type of music i've been on a, a run dmc kick lately okay okay yeah okay. and uh eric b and rakim nice yeah, nice nice kind of old it. school stuff it. Um, it just puts me in a good mood yeah i i, I enjoy rap obviously and and today's stuff but it, it kind of gets depressing the the view of the world and the way that people treating each other in the songs and like did you hear about um the the kid that died yesterday yeah yeah, uh, yeah. his name was like xx extension or something like yeah. you hear about this uh, yeah I, did. I mean you know let's let's talk about that for a little because this is kind of controversial man i, I kind of put it up uh all i did was i put it up on my instagram as a poll for my fans i was just like xxx tension yes or no <laughs> i just i just i was just asking them yeah. you know and then you know what uh about 80 percent of the people voted yes and 20 percent of the people voted no and yeah. th- if you don't know i mean the the controversy behind this guy is you know he basically had a shit life uh grew up you know without any you know love from his mom or anything like that so uh when he kind of started getting famous he had a series of um uh, domestic violence and domestic assault issues and you know we're 14, not going to get in 14 felony counts <laughs> yeah we're Jeez. not we're not going to get into the details i mean some of these are horrible things that he that he that he's a uh, charged with i mean but yeah. you know now he got killed and to be honest he's probably going to be a legend and i think some people are probably comparing him to Pac. and to me this is like That's you can't close. do that i mean wow. <laughs> you, you know what i mean because wow. these young generations i mean yeah. jay-z and tupac are the parent the stuff that their parents listen to you, you know i mean it's not mm. as uh, applicable to them so i mean it's just you know i want to know your guys take yeah, on this transcending <laughs> you yeah. know like he's an artist there's a uh, tons of controversy i mean some people would say that he, you know he's not the greatest guy basically so i mean you know does art like you know, it, does it justify it sometimes? I'm just curious. What's, what's your guys' take? Because, you know, artists are so controversial, and a lot of times the controversial ones have a, a lot of the shine. Yeah, yeah that is true. I, I mean, mean, we like complicated characters. <laughs> yeah, the, the, mm-hmm. us as people, I think yeah. we like complicated characters, right? But, I mean, you I know. I just think it's sad that we wait till someone dies to celebrate them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, yeah. If we yeah. if we gave him... if. You know, if people he had more this attention. kind of love and support while he was alive, maybe yeah, exa- exactly. Could have been he, a little different. If he had it or at when the he right was a kid, time, at the right made time. all the difference in the world. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I mean, you know, this he, he he didn't commit suicide or anything, but like I said, it just goes to show you how much, um, you know, if you have some sort of platform that you are connected to people. You know, I mean, none of us. I mean, I, I know a few of his songs, but, you know, all of us know about the situation. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just going back to the celebrity deaths, I mean, 
you know, for me, Anthony Bourdain, like I said, it, I haven't even dealt with it yet, to be honest, but it yeah. depresses me, actually. Uh, if I see his thing on TV, I literally have to kind of change the channel, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just not ready, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know yeah, what I mean? No, I hear you on that one. Well, a big part of it, too, is how we view aging. You know, That's the true. person's value goes down every year, and it's like a, it's like a <laughs> clock ticking <laughs> down to some kind of demise. You know? That's, you know, that's really interesting. I know. I mean, you know, I guess people, some people peak real early. You know, what I mean, yeah. and it seems like a blessing, but it definitely could be a a curse too. I mean, we're talking about like th- these young celebrities. You, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, Ta- too much, too soon. <laughs> they get oversensitized, and then they get used to having all that in order to be happy, and then it slowly, you know, loses its effect. At some deg- at some point, everything loses its effect, and when you develop so young into so much, it really leaves you a very, very, very long way to fall. And, and, you know, yeah. and it's a dark road because if you've had all these things in order to just be happy and they're not there or they're not getting greater, then you really have nothing to look forward to. I mean, you know, we're talking about people like, for example, like Michael Jackson. Again, he didn't kill himself, but he was definitely depressed, right? I mean, he couldn't even go to sleep at night. He had to have mm. a doctor, you know, put him to sleep every single night. So, again, I mean, you know, having all the riches in the world and everything like that really... Uh, you know, a lot of time that isolates you, you, you know, you know and um, <laughs> I, I always kind of... It also makes you a target, you know. It isolates you. It also makes you a target, you know. Yeah, People want to see you fail. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always They want to see you do great. <laughs> they want to see you do amazing, you know what I mean? But then, but then at some point, they start getting a little jealous, and then they just want to see you fail miserably. And then they want know? to come back. Though, and right? then, yeah, yeah. then they want you to come back. Yeah. And then they want you to fail again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just over and over again. Yeah. You know. You know. You know. It's just kind of ran, random uh, offshoot. But you know, for example, I would see people like Justin Bieber, and people criticize him so much or whatever. But I'm like, man, the 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 shit that that guy has to go through. It, you know, he's actually handling it quite well. For I think so. <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, you couldn't like, imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, you can't go out on the street because you'll be mobbed. I mean, you can't even like just be a normal person. So. I mean, to be honest, I think that, you know, internationally, Bourdain, people probably knew who he was. I mean, you know, he's a jujitsu practitioner. I mean, he literally was doing all the things that I envy, in in a sense, man. Yeah. Yeah. But he was also um, telling people that he was okay when he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so let me ask you guys, how do you... See, that's the thing. It doesn't matter how amazing you are. The most interesting man in the world, Okay. Like seriously, the most interesting man in the world. Yeah, I yeah. would, like the yeah. beer commercial. That's what I, you know, that's Anthony Bourdain right there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And this guy, okay, this guy still could not handle it on his own. Okay, mm-hmm. trying to handle it himself, not telling anybody about how he's feeling. So I don't care who you think you are, you need help. I mean, all y- of us do. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah. you know, um, and it, it, I, I kind of hate this, but. I understand that it's a, it's a, there's an element of truth to it. It, it. You know, they say at the end of the day, suicide is selfish. I mean, that's the last thing you want to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? You Jesus. hear people say this. I right? know, you, yeah. It's like, oh, he had an 11-year-old daughter. I mean, at the end of the day, that was selfish. I mean, like, I mean if I would take a wild guess, I mean, he pr- that was probably one of the reasons why 
you know, he, he, he was so depressed. Uh, yeah, I mean, he because he couldn't see his daughter because he's divorced or whatever. You, you know, I mean, you never know. You never know he, exactly, exactly what the story you know? is. He could have been struggling so badly, and this is just about as long as he could take it. Yeah, and maybe he, he was ready to go a long time ago, but figured, you know, I can't leave a young daughter, and maybe, you know, I wanted to at least get her to pass the age of, of uh, 10 or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, you know. So, so, so don't be that person. I'm just saying behind after the person dies and says that, Oh, you know, at the end of the day, that was a selfish act because you don't know what the fuck people are going through, you, you know. And yeah. I, th- I think th- th- when we have that mentality that it's selfish to kill yourself, I mean, y- you know, it's not helping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. And like I, said, I, I think I've been thinking, though, lately, and, and this obviously is not a solution on, or, or blame um, in this situation, but I think if we were all just a little bit more connected to the people in our lives. And I was thinking about how like we define our identity or the way that we experience ourselves by, you know, like in our formative years, pinging off the people that we're closest to. Well, that pinging off yeah. people. Yeah. yeah for, <laughs> for information. Yeah. Soundboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. how we learn what yeah. our shape is. And often, the people that we're pinging off for this information are pretty fucked up or warped, you know? And (laughs) so we grow up and we go out in the world and we can't see ourselves as we truly are or as others see us. And so I think the, one of the most important things you can do as a friend for the people around you is to reflect to people what you see in them, the, the truth of who they are. Absolutely. Because, most of us don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, what's also made it a lot easier these days is, you know, the uh, our phones, the yeah. front facing the, the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, it's 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 caused an it's isolation. It's, I don't need you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it, it's it's allowed us to to say hi to people and keep in touch with people without them really being able to see our it's true emotions. True, yeah. Like, it's like you talk about having a soundboard and getting pinging. Mm-hmm. You can't ping cyber. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get a, a good true ping from cyber. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like you only get that when you're in person, face to face. You know, looking someone in the eyes. Yeah. I, I don't know how many people make their decisions on whether or not this person liked <laughs> their photo or not. Oh, my God. <laughs> I only got two comments and 75 likes. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I am definitely not doing this. I'm deleting Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to delete this post. I thought this was going to go over really well. You, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, it's just going to get worse, guys. I mean, at the that was uplifting. A, a downward swing. <laughs> We're on an upswing towards down. <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about, like, social media, like, people are just, this is my theory. In the future, we're all just going to be selling shit off on Instagram. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, hey. This to is, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a robots that are liking that we think are actually real people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's true. You know, because it's, it's so many people base their value and their worth on social media. And put it this way, I can tell because I, I, I'm a DJ, right? And I have a, uh, I work with a marketing company that literally, uh, uh, has a bot that comments on people's um, pages <gasps> for me. Okay, so it says. Now you're making me paranoid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all no, no, no. so many of them. Let's just check this out. I mean, literally says uh, this bot just goes around and says, "Hey, 
I'm a DJ from LA. I think you should really check out my music, which sounds like a very personal message. You, you know what I mean? And then I have people literally having conversations with the robot, man. Wow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of evil. Hey, I'm glad you said that. I've been thinking about giving it a try. What do you think? You know, check out my feed. Hey, your feed is great. You should come hang out with us. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I got the greatest, the greatest gig! I just got a gig, dude! I just got a gig! <laughs> what are you fucking talking about, man? Wow. And, and, and I don't mean for it to be that way. And I'm no, I'm, I literally have to go inside and like, hey, what's up? Blah blah. And I'll go and have a conversation with them if they're talking to the robot, you know. But <laughs> that, that's so kind of you. Like, at what point does a human step in? Yeah, you know, it, just, it just goes to show. Hey, 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 hey! No, 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 no! Hey, that's a robot, okay? It's, just, just, it's okay. No, I mean they have these AI chatbots, man. I'm telling you, like wow. you, you wouldn't even know. I mean, and people are basing their worth on their social media. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So it's just like. Like, oh my God, this person, this this celebrity liked my like this my awesome photo. new series of paintings I just did, dude. I, and it came from this guy that I was talking to last night, man. <laughs> it was just, it was such a, a, a great conversation. It was serendipitous, man. It was cosmic, and I just got these great ideas from it. <laughs> I can't get back in touch with the guy though. I, I just, he's really secretive, you know. Yes. Have you been hassled or, or stalked? By yeah. Anyone? That's I mean, good. you. Here's the thing. Um, She's as gorgeous, me, as, guys, as teacher so. putting out a message ah. of, <laughs> well, hold on a second. Okay, as, as a graffiti artist um, teacher putting out a message of teach, ed, you know, teach each child education, whatever. I had people, you know, giving me a hard time and coming after me. So I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, you, no you're getting some. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, what are you doing? Come on, I'm putting out a great message here. What are you coming after me for? This is crazy. But I loved um, your your one comment in one of your your fights you got in. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes violence is teaching peace. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> people don't realize you were that. You're like, oh, come to your house, motherfucker. People think that I'm some peaceful me. guy because I do this teach peace thing, but they don't understand that's people who struggle with things, they, they, they you know, use it as a mantra for themselves. So my, <laughs> my, my struggle with, with violence <laughs> is, is, yeah, is, is this. And, and so that's why oh, I, that I do that. Best. But, um, so, as as uh, have you had people coming at you or or you know giving you a hard time or miraculously no with some beef or anything that's no because if you do please let me know (laughs) (laughs) i will teach them peace peaceful violence (laughs) no i I did get this (laughs) (laughs) i love it but again teach trans anime don't fuck with them okay seriously you know, my little sister is an MMA fighter, actually, for Invicta. What? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, also, so if you fucking teach, I'm, I'm going to send my sister at you, dude. It's double layer right here. <laughs> it's I'm me and little dynamite. Little dynamite. Yeah. I uh, did get a letter one time from a lady who was really upset, and she went off on me. And it, and it wasn't like, you know, mean words. It was, I'll punch her in the like, boobie. It was like uh, <laughs> very in-depth articulation of how, what you know, why I'm such this horrible person and i you're just trying to say that you're a horrible person yeah so oh, wait I, this was a letter you got in the mail no or? it was uh it was a i think a message in my inbox on my artist facebook page okay. or something oh dear god and so i waited till i calmed down and then i i wrote back <laughs> something you know like uh that that's not at all how i meant any of this and i'm sorry that 
you took it that way. Peaceful and, and introspective. So that was the only <laughs> that was the only thing. But then she wrote me back the next day, and she was like, "I stayed up all night reading through all of your stuff. I'm so sorry. I completely misunderstood what you were oh. saying." And then, she, oh, and then I again. sent her a shirt, and then we oh. became friends. Oh, that's awesome! And then, God and then, damn. Okay, I'm, I'm, a <laughs> <now>. okay <laughs> I'm a little jealous now. Okay, I'm a little jealous now. The one w- okay, no, there no, no, was no, one ahead. other person recently with the giant "Love Me Anyways" sprayer that's like 30 feet tall. Yes, on yeah, I, saw, I saw that one. <laughs> There was one person who was a little bit upset about that. Well, but why? what did they say? Uh, that it was the, that it was ugly. And, um, you know, no, we'd rather have the blank gray wall. <laughs> I said, but that's part of the message. <laughs> like, <laughs> me. Anyways, that's that's you should have said, thank you for helping me to make my point, <laughs> you freaking idiot. Do you have any idea what it takes to lug 20 gallons of paint up? <laughs> A twenty foot ladder in the middle of the night and spray. Do you have no. look look lookouts and stuff like that usually? Yeah, sure I have that. gone okay. out by myself, but it's terrifying because. What? Well, <laughs> don't do that, please. It, because you know, the, like the, <sighs> the homeless and the and the drug addicts and yeah. and yeah, they're, they're they they just come after you yes. like zombies. They don't come after me because yeah. I'm six three and I'm right, big. Right. Yeah, five I mean, six beautiful <laughs> little thing if it gets really windy outside she'll blow down the street I mean it's seriously smart she's no. the type of person that will get haters because she's gorgeous you, you yeah. know what I mean like seriously oh, people, people will be are like, really nice I'm <laughs> so okay so getting I'm back so to that I'm a little fucking that. jealous okay because like the one hater that you did have you end up being friends with and give her a shirt and everything it's all cool yeah Meanwhile, it's just I'm about to commit murder with some of these <laughs> fucks that came after me, and it all you know nothing ever happened. It all went cool, as far as you know. Oh. But um, no, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's surprising. It's really because it's a con- controversial topic. Also, people are really you know touchy about the subject and stuff. But well, you know what? You've you've got art artists. Okay, artists are all passionate. Yeah. Okay, and if you're an artist getting up in the street, you are super passionate. Yeah. Okay. And then you've got a level of of gangs and, you know, that are out there as well. And, you know, when you're doing something that where you're breaking the law to get something up and then someone messes with it. Yeah. (laughs) And try to calm that down. You know what I mean? That escalates like a stick of dynamite. Well, I'm telling you, you know, I see some. Again, I don't uh, support gang tagging, <laughs> okay, but I mean, to be honest, it's just like some of the pieces that get throws up, I know these taggers would be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I love that. I love that. The big piece that we're talking about is like 30 feet tall Yes. <laughs> on the Brea. I guarantee you a lot of taggers and towners in there going, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I love that. And their homies, are, they're like going, yeah, and that, that's that one you always giving a hard time about, right? Yeah. I love she it. just went about 10 times bigger than anything you've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's about half her size. Fuck yourself. And good luck. Go, why don't you try, try buffing that, okay? Yeah. You're going to run out of paint. <laughs> 
You're going to run out of paint trying to buff that thing. <laughs> right. There's, okay, so there's a few, we're almost out of time, but there's a few other pieces I really just want to uh, talk to you about. I mean, the, yeah. the, the love me anyway's middle finger with the glitter thing. I mm-hmm. mean, t- to me, it's just like, it's so you, okay? Mm-hmm. And I love it, you, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, we're sitting here. I mean, can you go into that a little bit? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just like, what was your inspiration behind it? And uh, especially, you know, the glitter. Because, I mean, it, like, yeah. how did that come about? Because it wasn't in the original um, middle finger. He, it was the first okay. the first middle finger that I did had whose finger is that? Glitter. It's my friend. Oh, okay. I looked at everybody I know's middle fingers and <laughs> I had one friend. You had a casting call for middle fingers. <laughs> his name's Matthew Pond and his one hand has this very lame middle finger and the other hand is like majestic it's oh, like it's a, a beautiful hand it's incredible he's hand modeling <laughs> yeah he With is the one hand not the other <laughs> not not the other hand i'm actually doing some tabletop uh, versions that okay. are that are cast nice. oh, oh nice yeah nice, i have nice. them back there i can show you nice, when we're nice. done um but yeah and it's all it's his hand and the idea behind that was um, I'm going to do some videos about it because I, I think it can really be misunderstood as some kind of a political message, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But it just sort of for me as a person who, you know, through all these years of trying to level up within myself, um, I've had a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of limitations put on me that I didn't actually believe in. And the idea is to, like, you know, keep reaching beyond that. And kind of, I think the spirit of, of fuck you is really powerful. If it's not, <laughs> if it's, if it's not symbol. in a mean <laughs> way, but, like, if you do it with grace and out of love for yourself and out of um, hope that you can live your way into a brighter future than people are saying is possible I think I think it's really powerful so it's sort of about that it's about it's about that and it's also about um realizing that the circumstances that you're faced with in your life are not necessarily what they seem and you don't have to feel exactly what they're calling for you to feel if you realize like the energy behind what's happening is shaping you into something that you wouldn't have had a chance to become otherwise. Mm. And you, and then you own that part of it. And that's like, just yeah. this There's glittering so fuck so you. There's so many people out you know? there if they could just hear this, these, <laughs> this information that it would just totally I know. Connect. I had to start doing more stuff like this. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. this is, this is, this is your idea. Basically, you know, we all, all street artists have some sort of message that, they want to put in your face, right? That, yeah. That's what I always, uh, that's what I gathered in the first six years that we've been documenting street art. And I just realized, I said, you know what? It would just be great to have a long form conversation because this is almost like a, so whenever you see a piece of street art, it's like somebody driving by the street and yelling a message at you. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's loud, sometimes it's subtle. Yeah, right? And then so I figured, I said, hey, this would be a great platform long form just uh, sit down hang out i mean you know we're all part of this little community that didn't literally didn't exist when uh la Shore gallery was founded you know there wasn't so many artists and it was just you know the, the lines between street art and graffiti and gang stuff was all real blurred you know now yeah. it's a little bit more uh distinguished and uh uh, like I said, we'd love to have you on again yeah. to just hang out a little bit more. And uh, is there anything you want to promote, basically, that 
um, you know, upcoming projects that you're uh, doing, or maybe just other than the book, which um, we're going to keep bugging you <laughs> about. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, uh, you, you know, your website you want to plug or something like that. It's um, unfuckyourself.com. Unfuckyourself.com. Um, without, yeah. without the C. Without the C. Yeah. And then F U K. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Yeah, I have a Facebook artist page. All that good stuff. And remember, find her secret YouTube blog. I think that's a good time to wrap it up. And like I said, thank you very much for sitting with us. And we'd love to have you on again. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you both. Love you. I'm